The following is all in-game footage. <sighs> I know Knuckles went Hollywood and all that. Yeah, like Al from Peacekeepers. Yeah, like Al. But I hope he's back in time for Christmas. Everyone needs some Christmas joy. <laughs> I mean, maybe. If they're done filming... Wait, what's that marker? <laughs> I've not seen one like that before. Watch out! Whoa! Wait, it's a green Bidoof. I knew it! Uh, hi. I, I was drawn to this marker. It's talking. Dude, it's, it's talking. It... <laughs> Hello there. Gamekeeper! Orange Hill's one of your famous puns. Sorry, I'm not scheduled for puns until this year's Tales from the Map. I got a nice village episode planned. Huh? Hmm. Would you look at who it is? <laughs> B -b Blast wave? No need to stare. I'm here for the mark. <laughs> I see the chosen five have arrived. all you want, but this is a time warp marker. It'll take you to times unknown. Y'all look nervous. Aren't you trying to clear the map? Don't you want the platinum trophy of life? Well, step on in and let's see where it takes you. Markers on the map, defender of the secrets of Gameland, and this is Robert, my fearless co-host. Fabulous secret podcast were revealed to us the day we held aloft the magic blade and said, "By the power of Gameland, we have the podcast." Together, we became the hosts of this mighty gaming adventure. Only three others share our secret: our friends, the Gamekeeper, Blastwave the Echidna, and Green Badoof. Together we defend Gameland from the evil forces of Operand. So Daniel. Yeah, what's up? Uh I just got I just got I don't I just finished doing an eight hour shift at at my job at Blockbuster. Oh, how'd that go? Pretty same old, same old, you know. Uh busy as always. Um, yeah, I get you. Everyone wants all the new movies out, but they always you know, everyone just just wants all the new movies, but it's like they go out the second they're put on the shelf. But uh, I had two coworkers that wouldn't stop talking about how RoboCop could beat Terminator in a fight. So mm. my question is now to you is that please tell me the right answer and that it's Terminator will definitely beat RoboCop. Well, I think we have to look at the pros and cons here, or rather the structure of these two characters. Terminator is is a robot first. But RoboCop was a man first. So, mm. you know, one of them is obviously a cold and calculating machine to begin with. So I don't know. I might have to I might have to give it to Arnold on this one. I mean, dude, it's plain and simple. RoboCop is meant to protect and serve. 
But Terminator is meant to just kill wherever its target is. Yeah. So I think maybe if you were pitting them against each other, like, Robocop might be able to hold his own for a while, but I don't know if he would be compelled. I don't know if the human element is still there in, in Robocop, so I don't know if he'd be compelled to just defeat Terminator on the basis of him just being a machine. Like, maybe his his instinct to protect and serve would help him in the battle against an evil Terminator. But, you know, will he win that fight is the question. Yeah. And I kept, they just kept going on and on. So I was just so, I was, I'm so tired. But that was my day. How was yours? Well, mine was fine. And having recently seen a movie, I, I propose if, if to, to settle the Terminator and Robocop debate, they should have a movie where they do meet each other. Because I recently saw a movie where a lot of a lot of famous characters are, are meeting each other it's called who framed roger rabbit it's got all the all the cartoon characters it's got looney tunes and it's it's a hybrid of animation along with live action kind of like those really old kind of vintage things that you might see uh I, have you seen this one yet uh i have not yeah it just came out i've i've been busy i just finally got a. Uh... Uh, what what game was it that I was playing last night? Uh, I think it was a. Uh, uh, what game was it? I think uh, Contra, something like that. Some, oh, I don't know, I the can't... shooter one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like in the arcades and something, and they they put it on that NES. So I I've, I've been been kind of like finally getting my hands. It has been off the like blockbuster shelf for a couple like days now. Yeah, I bet that, that's an exciting one. You can play that two players, right? Yeah. So we should probably try it. Oh. But um, no, I, I I'll probably watch. I'll take, you know, I'll probably go watch Roger Rabbit sooner or later, eventually. Yeah, and of course we got our our favorite TV show, Miami Vice, has been airing some great new episodes lately. Just catching up, catching up before we start the show here, and uh, I I saw a trailer when I was watching Roger Rabbit for a, mm-hmm. a movie that looks a little interesting to me. It kind of gives me an ET vibe. It's called Mac and Me. Um, it's scheduled to come out just about two months from now, so uh, we'll see if it lives up to the magic of Spielberg's like alien epic with E.T., but I don't know. It just seemed kind of interesting to me, I want to say. Interesting. I don't know. This, I mean, it's not a coincidence that it, it has to be just an E.T. clone, right? There's no being around the bush around this one, right? Is it just cashing in on the popularity of E.T.? I mean, that movie came out not, like, pretty far back. Not obviously, like, a decade ago, but it's not the newest film. You know, it's not the newest thing to be out in theaters. Yeah. And we were nearing the end of the 80s here, so... If you want to make something that stacks up against a classic like E.T., a modern-day classic, then you gotta you gotta elevate it. You gotta elevate that. Maybe... To hear me out, what if this is a, a secret Star Wars, just, like, movie in secrecy... Oh, now there hasn't been a Star Wars movie in about five years, which is worrisome because they're usually separated by only three years. So we we did have a pretty definitive ending, but I wouldn't mind seeing maybe a sequel to a Star Wars movie here at some point. What what if this is like a tie-in, like somewhat like we don't know it's a sequel yet? I don't know. I didn't see any lightsabers or stormtroopers. Uh, I, mean, I did notice if... a restaurant. But... Eh. It could be one of those, you know, just like hidden things. Like, you know, what if Mac 
Yeah, I guess that's the alien's name, right? Or what's his yeah. name? Okay, so I think it's Mac. Pretty because sh- why would they put the kid's name Mac and me is me supposed to be? The- but anyways, Mac. If Mac's the main character, what if it introduces him and he's like the Jedi or something? Like like he's like Yoda or something, you know? You know, actually, I wouldn't put it past him because you know what? We've seen unexpected things before. Remember the Transformers movie and how crazy that was? <sighs> that, oh man. I can't even get shocking. Into the tra- that, was, that was a bit shocking. <laughs> spoilers. You know, <laughs> spoil it for a lot of people. Yeah, we're, we're, we we definitely won't spoil Transformers, the movie. The, the motion picture, we could call it. But man, what a shock that one was. Uh, coming off of a great two years of TV before going to the big screen. Anyway, why don't we go ahead and start the show? Uh, What show? Oh, you know what it is. It's the weekly radio program, Markers on the Map. And... As usual, I am your host through this whimsical world of gaming. My name is Daniel, and I'm here with the one and only awesome co-host, Robert. How have you been? Besides the blockbuster. <laughs> uh, pretty normal, tired, uh, just want to go home and play some NES. What about you? I'm, I'm in the same boat. I'm in the same boat. But you know what we got before we go start talking about our games is as always we've got a little bit of news to share with our our listenership some interesting things have have come to my attention lately that i think merit a little bit of talking about the first is that uh the good people of nintendo uh, the creators of the nes are and take take all news with a grain of salt they're apparently developing a new handheld console now Nintendo's no stranger to handhelds with the Game & Watch, little LCD screens with little mini-games on them, like uh, Ball, of course, and Wrecking Crew. But I'm hearing that there's going to be some kind of revolutionary new handheld coming out from Nintendo. I don't know what your thoughts are on this one. Okay, uh, here's my thoughts. You, it, it does seem far-fetched that, oh man, gaming on the go, oh boy, like... That's impossible. Uh, I mean, think about this. Was radio ever thought to be portable? True. Think about that now. Was the radio ever thought to be? Now we have boom. You know, we have boom boxes everywhere. Was I'm pretty sure there's probably like a TV portable. There's something that's portable that's a TV. Just imagine taking a game like Super Mario Bros on the go and being able to play it in a car or something or maybe if you needed to take a flight or wherever you needed to go you'd have your little nintendo handheld thing and you'd be playing games similar to the ones you play on your tv at home Uh, maybe probably maybe what if i wonder if it could compact all those graphics into one little handheld machine though i I mean at this point i'm thinking i'm picturing a very big you know just screen i don't think it could it could be that small yeah and coming off the Game & Watch, they've got a long way to go in that handheld department. Like, Game & Watch, yes, there's preset little images of the characters, but we've not seen color screen technology, so I'm wondering if they could perhaps work over the NES games to this handheld and keep them looking vibrant and whimsical, as I guess we've been accustomed to for the, the first couple of years of the NES, but... It remains to be seen, because this is all just rumor and speculation. Yeah. Uh, I give it a, a, a hard yes in, like, the year 20, 
2055, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it does kind of seem like we're way off. But hey, I mean, think about Metroid. I'm pretty sure that takes place in, in the early 2000s. So hey, if we're going to do space travel by then, then maybe we'll have color screens on the go in the next maybe. couple of years. Yeah. Well, we'll see in your dreams. <laughs> we also have one other piece of news this week. All right. Now, we know Nintendo's kind of competitor in this gaming space, uh, Sega. Mm-hmm. They somewhat exist, I think. They yeah. have a system, right? They have the Master System. Do you even, do you even like, know anyone who owns a Master System? Um, not too many people. I might have had an acquaintance at one point that had a Master System, but most people I know, including you, have an NES, um, because something about that Nintendo seal of quality just makes the games feel magic. There's magic mm-hmm. on these screens. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, when 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 a customer comes to to the blockbuster and be like, "Hey, buddy, can I get me a, a Master System game?" I'm like, "No, what the heck is a Master System? I don't even know. I've never seen a Master System." Well, they are out there, but Sega's actually apparently developing a new console to succeed it now Hmm. we've not heard of a successor to the nes at this point but sega's already trying to work on the next best thing maybe they're trying to get ahead of of the competition here there's there's talk of a new type of graphics that come with whatever this successor to the master system is i guess I can only see just adding a little bit more color. What would you do? What would you even do? Maybe allow for more objects on screen at the same time. That would be a plus because we've noticed in some of the games that we've played that, yes, things do stop coming on the screen at some point. That's true. There's, there is a, uh, what, 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 what would we call it? A, like a, a refresh something when you go to a certain screen and then an enemy comes like, and they like, are in the same position when you entered it i don't know it's like i don't know what would you even call that yeah weird things happen in some of these games and sometimes enemies will disappear sometimes they'll you know they'll they'll come out of their little blasts until there's like five of them and then they'll stop but if you you know think about mighty bomb jack if you jump on one of them or or if you go off screen and one of them's there um It'll disappear, and then another one will take its place, but it'll never go past five. So, interesting things happen in games. I'd like to see what Sega's working on. Um, And hear me out. Sega doesn't really have a reliable mascot like Nintendo has Mario, so... (laughs) Hmm. Uh, Yeah, I I guess... I don't know, because think about it, what happened. Remember back in the beginning of the 80s, bro, E.T. came out. That kind of, you know, stopped the product line. So what if this is just another one of those? What if now everyone else wants to make another system and then another crash happens? We don't want another crash to happen. That was definitely not the the most ideal thing that could have (sighs) happened with with gaming. We want to advance um the 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 hobby the the lifestyle here we want to give gaming a good view to to the public so gaming's fun but until they have like arcade graphics i don't know if it'll ever catch on they've got to find a way they've got to find a way because people want these things in their homes and as more and more games start to come out as we are starting to see a huge influx of nes games 
I think at, at some point arcades will be really given a ride for their money. We'll have to wait and see. I don't know. Yeah. It's just, I don't know where you're getting this information from, but you got to check your sources, dude. I don't know. We will return to the Masters of the Map. <laughs> Looking for some terrifying tales? Well, look no further. We've got it all. A game and watch that just won't turn off. An NES controller that works without the wire. A glitch in the pixels so shocking that it will rile the senses and fill you with dread. Yes, we've got all that and more. Pac-Man's ghosts appearing in the real world. The E.T. game causing a string of misfortune for one unlucky lad. See the horror. Feel the thrills. Unleash madness. It's all in this little tome I have here. A little collection I call Tales from the Map. <laughs> and now we return to Masters of the Map. Hey, Robert, you know you know that thing we do every week here on, on Markers on the Map, right? We do like 50 things. What, what What's the one thing that we do every week? We do our NES rumor. Oh, there's rumors for that? There are now. This, and you gotta laugh at this one. It All just, right. It's a fever dream, literally. It. There's no way. All right, you have my, in, you know, you have my interest now. I want yeah. to lay it on me. Super Mario Bros. Two. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is a sequel to the Mario Brothers. Apparently, but just wait till you hear this one. It says Super Mario is back and better than ever in the follow-up to the NES classic. This time, he is joined by his three friends in an epic globe-trotting adventure. Play as Mario, Luigi, hear me out, Toad, or Princess Toadstool in a shocking new land full of peril. (laughs) Toad. Each character specializes in a different ability, so replayability is nearly infinite. Masked menaces known as the Shy Guys patrol the land and cannot be stopped by jumping. Rather, Mario and his friends must pull vegetables up from the ground and toss them at their dangerous new foes. Or if they're feeling adventurous enough, jump onto them and pick them up in order to use them as a weapon against their foes. Tricky Bob Oms patrol about, and if Mario and friends aren't careful enough, they'll be caught in a powerful blast and lose a heart point. Use these bob-arms to break walls, creating new paths otherwise inaccessible to the crew. Traverse a variety of lands, including a harsh desert where snakes move left and right to defend their home. Even dig a pathway through maze-like tunnels to find the way forward. Dodge Ninji, who constantly jump and try to block the path ahead, or go toe-to-toe with Phanto, a mask who comes to life and chases you down once you've retrieved a key, because I guess Mario has keys now. Enter subspace with the magic potion and find otherwise hidden items as Mario and the crew travel between lands and get a head start on the game's ferocious rose gallery, including Birdo, a new enemy who blasts eggs that must be used to defeat them. There's also Mouser, whom the Bob Oms will prepare you well for. Triclide rules the deserts, and only mushroom blocks will save the day. They say that this is just a small sample of the mighty enemies coming your way in Super Mario Bros. 2, 
but be warned, the king of all is not who you were expecting. What awaits Mario in grasslands, deserts, ice worlds, and more? Find out later this year when Super Mario Bros. 2 launches for the NES. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Alright. This, 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 this isn't realistic. No, like, I, I get calls all the time at, at work about how... You got, you know, little, you know, little preteen, little teens trying to play trucks. They got all oh, Mario. You got Mario too, yeah. And I hear it all. I hear better type of like fake details about like I'll be like, oh yeah, Mario two. What's that one again? Describe it to me. And they'd be like, yeah, it's the one where you get to play as like Luigi, and like just far better. Just like, <sighs> all right, hear me out. Got this coworker. You got this got co-worker. A coworker. Apparently, his uncle works at Nintendo, all right? Ooh, so he's got all the inside details. Yeah, he tells me about, he told me about, uh, about Contra, and how, and he, and all, so I guess he has something, but he told me that Mario 2 was just gonna be the first one, just, you know, laid out a little different. Now that's more in line with what I imagined Super Mario Bros. 2 was gonna yeah, be, like, the that, first one. It's gonna look, never, you know, similar. Never did he mention no bombs or whatever. You said, what, Shy Guys? I don't know what yeah. you're talking little, about. Little, but little enemies that walk around with masks on their faces. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm going to have to say this is a pretty good fake, if I have to say it. At, that's the best thing I could say about it. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> the, 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 the mask chasing you when you pick up a key, like... No, this is Mario. There's no keys That's, in Mario. This sounds like a Castlevania sequel more than it does a Mario sequel. Yeah. A Phantom Maybe. Mask. That's Castlevania. Yeah. And, you know, we've seen crazier stuff than just a, a Phantom Mask from Castlevania. So maybe this is a game in a similar vein. I don't know. But Super Mario Bros. 2? No, that is definitely going to be, you know, more similar to the first one. Because what do you do with the sequel? You build off the first one. That, I mean... That's what was it? Empire Strikes Back did an example. Yeah, Empire Strikes Back took those rules and built off of it. It didn't give you Empire Strikes Back, and it was you know Luke finding different enemy that's not you know Darth Vader. You know they kept the plot going. I don't know. This seems. I don't, I, I'm gonna say it. It seems like a very bad fake to me. What do you think, Green Badoof? Well, hear me out. That just. I don't think that the philosophy here meshes well with what was outlined in the original Super Mario Bros. You just you, a desert level, an ice level, it just doesn't make sense in the, in the, in the terms of the Mushroom Kingdom. Uh, you, you, you have underwater, sure, you have your overland, and you have your sky levels, and then you go fight Bowser. I don't know what is so... This rumor just seems like it does not fit with the philosophy of the original game, the the, the mission that they set out to do. I, I gotta agree with Green Badoof. Yeah, I agree with Green Badoof. Uh, Blast Wave, you got anything to say? Blast Wave. <sighs> I don't got time for games. Well, you're very unpleasant to be with. Alright, uh, that's what Blast Wave has to say about it. Alright then. Well, we, we will return. return. To masters of the map. One day, I was but a regular Badoof, fighting by business, gathering sticks, enjoying the sunshine. But then I saw that I could be better. 
There was a can of none other than trial by energy. I drank it and turned into the mighty green Bidoof, the strongest one of all. My powers were impressive. I could fly. I could shoot lasers out of my eyes. But danger and villains were around every corner. I had to save the day, and with trial by energy, I was ready for the task. With 32 amazing flavors like checkpoint cherry and power level pomegranate, I've got the energy and powers I need to save my fellow Bidoofs from the tyranny of Gameland's greatest enemies. Pick up a can of trial by energy today and see what the big deal really is. We now return to Masters of the Map. And we'd like to say that our NES rumor is sponsored by Markers on the Map presents Trial by Energy Drink. Now, Trial by Energy Drink is a new initiative. And it's an initiative that we we have 32 flavors for. There was a reason we had 32 flavors, right? I believe so, yeah. Remind me of what that was? I believe they said something about Baskin Robbins having 31 flavors. And that's like all over their like logo. I think there's a 31 in their like logo. So they said, well... Let's one-up them and have 32 flavors. And so we have 32 flavors coming at you. So this week's flavor is Origin Story Orange. And I imagine at some point we'll have to do another orange flavor. I don't know when it'll be. I don't know how long it'll be between this first orange flavor and the next. But I know you can't top Origin Story Orange. A delicious blast of citrusy orange flavor and high amounts of powerful energy for all of your gaming needs. Now with that little sponsorship out of the way, we have some games to talk about this week. Before we get into the games, have you seen this thing called anime lately? Ooh, I have, I have. You know, I've seen a giant robot anime called mobile suit gundam that was a good one that one came out a few years back though yeah i only watched it recently but i'm it was very exciting like the 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 giant robot designs in it were very cool i was i appreciated that apparently this stuff is coming from japan so it's the same people that basically made the nes yeah now i don't think we're like we might just be getting a lot more than we used to because you remember Astro Boy from you know way back black and white oh yeah that was yeah before color even before color television even I mean people are barely getting televisions in their own home so I doubt most people even remember Astro Boy yeah but yeah I've seen Gundam why what have you seen recently well saw this little anime called Dragon Ball apparently and apparently it's about this kid who teams up with this girl who's out for, I guess, these magic orbs that are called, like, Dragon Balls. I guess okay, there's seven of okay. them. And the concept of this show is that they're trying to gather all seven because they get you get a wish out of it. Oh, okay. It's pretty good. Yeah, it seems like it's got a good structure. Um, So is it based on one of those manga comics that, that the other ones are kind of based off of? I I think so. I th- it's really hard to get anything like that here. You know, I had to you know get this you know from my other coworker. His uncle works in Japan apparently, and he gets ah. he gets all the stuff over there. These connections they got. Well, I did see another anime. 
uh, it was a movie that came out earlier this year. Uh, it was called Akira, and it was very scary, uh. but like the animation was so fluid. It was very bright and colorful. Uh, and you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of the Olympics, and this movie took place in in the year 2020. That's a long way away. Um, that is pretty long. That's yeah. Pretty far off. Who knows how the world will look in 2020? Will we have those cool like bikes that they had in Akira? But yeah, they they had the Tokyo 2020 Olympics, and I'm like, it would be interesting if that that actually happened. I mean, yeah, I I haven't seen it, you know, uh, watching other things, but hopefully I'll see it someday soon. Yeah, it's a it's a little scary. I mean now now you got me interested because saying it's scary. I gotta know because is it is it scary horror theme scary or is it scary like what type of scary are we talking here? I feel like it's scary in the way that something like Scanners was scary. There's a certain element okay. to it, a certain eeriness to it. There's it's uneasy scary. It's like there's something uneasy about it. Like yeah, it gives like uneasy feel about it. Have you seen? Let's see, The Fly. Have you seen The Fly? Yes, I've seen The Fly with, uh, was it uh, Jeff Goldblum? With Jeff Goldblum. Um, yeah, I did see that, actually. Kind of think about that, maybe, when Okay. When you think of Akira. It's not really what it presented itself as, but it turned into some, like, there's people with psychic abilities and everything. This gives the scanners connection, and there's, like, weird things that happen to people with fly connection. So, yeah, it's an interesting okay. little piece of animation. So, anyway... We have some NES games to talk about today. Let's start with a big one. A more recent one. It came out last year. It's called Mega Man. Now, there's rumor currently of a Mega Man 2 coming out, but we're going to not talk about that that rumor because it's it's all rumor until it actually comes out. But Mega Man is here. It's from the good people at a company called Capcom. And man, it's it's something. This Mega Man game. Oh, it's something. It's oh, I can't. Should even get started with it. Well, put it this way: Mega Man is about a robot named Mega mm-hmm. Man, who he's a blue robot, and he he can move left and right. He can climb up and down ladders, and he can jump. He can also shoot uh, his blaster at enemies. Now, he's got a health bar, which is not something all too common in NES games nowadays, but no, uh, you run, jump, and shoot at enemies, and it's very straightforward. Playing Mega Man is very straightforward. It's what the enemies do and how the objects are placed that make it difficult. So right out the bat, we do a stage for the Robot Masters, these are the villains of the game, called Cutman, and right away you're greeted with some of the game's most devious design in in the initial view of Mega Man you have the option to choose where you realistically want to go right yes now hear me out I I think some of that oh if we figured it out eventually but tell me how people was to figure out that you you're supposed to fight them in a certain order because certain abilities are are like Certain certain bosses are, are weak to certain other bosses' abilities. Yeah, that's the trick to this one. All the bosses have a weakness, and they're all weak to one of the other bosses' weapons. Because after Mega Man will defeat a boss, he gets that boss's weapon. Examples like if you were to do 
you know, like Gutsman, right? Gutsman was He's a tough a pretty stage. Tu- yeah, he was he was a tough boss. How are we supposed like what what was his counter again? Bomb it was Bomb Man's. How are we supposed to know that unless you have like a phone number or, or a piece of like a uh what's it called like a piece of paper like a magazine that tell you you know what to do? Yeah, or you call your one of your coworkers at Blockbuster because they apparently got connections. <laughs> Apparently, but not for this one. Have any of them beaten Mega Man? Uh, I think they both have, but I don't. They they were being stingy. They didn't want to tell me how to beat Mega Man because mm. hear me out. In one of the stages, I believe it was a uh, Electric Man, whatever his yeah. name was. Uh, there's a an item you need to receive in order to prog- to progress to the ending of the game, and if you don't have it, you basically can't beat the game. Yeah, you get stuck in a room on one of the... The villain is Dr. Wily. You get stuck in one of his stages if you don't yeah. have a little item called the Magnet Beam, which allows you to shoot a platform that you that Mega Man can jump onto so that you can get out of that room. Yeah, so tell me how... I don't know, it's just... I mean, from what I hear, uh, from what employees talk about the workplace is that the reason why some of these uh, quote unquote games are hard is so kids don't beat it in a weekend, something like that. Oh, like they so, don't want to get it from Blockbuster and and beat it. They want they want yeah yeah. <laughs> Either they rent it more or they just straight up end up buying the game because they want to. Obviously, kids want to you know finish the game if they get pretty far enough. Well, I would say that this is a hard game to finish. Um, Alekaman's stage itself is full of interesting things that we don't see much of, like shooting little enemies that to freeze them. Mega Man can't defeat these little enemies that like move along and patrol the floors. He has to just freeze them and then jump past them. Otherwise, they'll chase him down. Talk about uh, what was that weird propeller-like thing in like the Cutman stage? Oh, the little things that fly at you. Those little like yes. UFO-looking oh. things. Those, those were terrible. I hated those. Because they don't move until they get in front of you. They'll chase you down? Yes. Across the map. Now, there is something that I don't know if you are aware of. Because I played Mega Man recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a trick. Have you beaten the game yet? Uh, No. I keep getting stuck on this like yellow like monster. Okay, thing. okay, okay. So hear me out. This, this is what I was going to tell you. You got a trick for this? I, I do got a trick for this. Because that's a okay. really hard... I don't think I've ever been able to beat him until I learned this trick. So uh-huh. you know how you have all the weapons? You take a Lechman's weapon. Uh-huh. And what you do is, after the yellow monster finishes building himself, yeah. his eye will come out. Of course, you're supposed to shoot the eye. If you shoot a Lechman's weapon at the eye, and you keep hitting start on the NES controller, this is going to sound wild, it, it will continually hit him it will like trick the game and that's how i got past that stage i don't believe that you gotta try it out now okay now i have to try it out i mean it's gonna take a while for me to get there but i'll try it out here we'll take a commercial break so you can try it out and And we we will will return return to masters of the map introducing our new promotion at your local meals on the map a main mission with Edge. In this special new gamer's meal, there's an exciting main mission featuring a triangle beef patty. Wow, it's sharp! This special main mission is topped with two kinds of cheese, extra sharp. With all new tangy ketchup, throw on a bit of lettuce and a single pickle, and you have the true Edge. Mm, yum. 
the new ketchup is just great. Throw in a side course of fries with a brand new Blastway flavor pack and shake things up with a Rush Spice flavor. Don't forget to grab a stat boost drink, the Charles By Energy Jr. All the flavors, none of the caffeine. And every gamer meal comes with a radical toy, like Blast Wave, the Echidna. Wow, I got Blast Wave! Extra edgy action! Don't miss out on this brand new offer. Visit Meals on the Map today. And now we return to Masters of the Map. So did you give it a try? Uh, yeah, after painstaking pulling my hair out because I kept falling off that one platform stage with like it's on like a trolley or whatever and I keep oh, falling. Oh yeah, that's Uh yeah. Your uh yeah, your uh trick works. There you go. Now, I don't have any great tricks for the next boss, but it's even worse. Well, not the next next boss, but okay. there's there's one that's a little machine in a bubble. Oh, it's bad. <laughs> anyway, before we get to another big one, Let's hit some of the smaller games we played this week. Uh, we played a game called Rygar. Now, I really liked the graphics in this one. I thought they did a good job with things like the mountains and the rocks. Agree. But enemies were very consistently, infinitely spawning at me, it seemed. I had a lot of those rolling enemies. Uh, Rygar, it's cool. He, he has an up attack and a down attack. He attacks with like a little yo-yo thing and like there's turtles for some reason. I, I didn't get very far in this one myself. No, uh, Rygar is nice graphics, has pretty alright controls, but I think the amount of enemies that are just on screen at one time just overwhelmed too much, because there's just so, you only take, like, what, three hits and yeah, you're out? Yeah, I think it's three hits and you're out. I mean, Infinite continues, but talk about a tough yeah. game. I don't think we made it to the, but the third or fourth checkpoint, maybe. Um, I do like that there's some verticality to it. It does look like a very beautiful game for the time it came out. I mean, like... That's pushing the the boundaries of the NES, I think. Even better than Mega Man, I think it came out before. I could be wrong. Um, But that's Rygar. We also played a game from a company called Jaleco. They are releasing games on the NES now. I believe this was in arcades first, but this is a game called City Connection. You play as a car, you are dodging other cars on the street, you are dodging potential obstacles, and you are shooting oil cans to spin them out. The goal of City Connection is to basically fill in the roads, like color the roads on on, on your uh, on your screen. Now, I was a fan of how fluid this moved. Yeah, surprise that you know I've seen the arcade here and there, but pretty surprised at how well it actually felt like with the because the NES doesn't have a, a joystick; it's just a, a pad, I guess. It's yeah. just a cross pad. So, pretty surprising how well it, you can turn on a diamond. Yeah, in this game. it is very tough, but I feel like once I figured out that you can hold uh, up while you're jumping to, to get yourself back onto higher levels, um, I felt like I was doing a little bit better. I can't get very far in City Connection, but I do appreciate what it's going for and the speed I feel. Like, you don't get a, that much speed from a lot of these games, but I, I felt a real sensation there. Uh, I feel like most of these games on the nes right now are just they're kind of the same i don't think you need to see much they're kind of you know all the same maybe mm. i don't know i haven't gotten that far maybe there is a bit difference but level two is pretty much the same as level one you just have to turn the same things on i don't know we also played a little game called ghost and goblins now this is a game i've played before uh it's a game i cannot mm. beat the first level in for some reason 
Surprise, surprise. You uh, still you do so well at games though. I know, but this one it's like you can't turn midair. Once you're jumping, you're committed to the jump. You get two hits. Things are coming at you. The fire weapon is useless. You can't do anything with it. It's like, come on. <laughs> I get a little mad at Ghosts and Goblins. I, I've I've gotten past the first level. I I think I've gotten pa- I've gotten to that. I guess it's a unicorn. I guess it's the, that's what the manual says on it. Mm. It's a unicorn, I guess. Like there's some weird ogre. I think it's an ogre run. There's a unicorn, but I think I probably have. Not what it takes, but I probably have. I guess I have what it takes to kind of beat the game. Hopefully, it's a one-time playthrough. Yeah, I couldn't see. I almost. I think I almost just want to give my copy away or trade it for another game. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it seems difficult, but most of these NES games. And look, are this difficult. is from Capcom. This is the people that made Mega Man. What's with them in making hard games? Okay, yeah. <laughs> I don't know because. I don't know. If they ever make a sequel to those games, hopefully it's not as difficult yeah. as the first ones because those are pretty difficult. Now, we also have Gradius. I think we both played that. It's from mm-hmm. it's from Konami. It's the people that, that, that did Contra. Um, Gradius is a shooting game. You play as a little spaceship, but it's not like Galaga where you're going vertically. You're going sideways, and you are defeating enemies. You're getting little power-ups. Sometimes you get missiles. Sometimes you get speed boosts. It's very fluid and fun. Uh, yeah, we got pretty far. I think we got to that, like... I think I got past the volcano. Yeah. And this is Konami, right? This is Konami. So Konami just released a new game called Metal Gear, yeah. right? So I'm, I'm a little bit familiar with them. I did play that. That was pretty... Uh, that one was... Also, we should probably... You should try that one out. That one's pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's not what you think it is, but... I got past that, like, mountain that shoots, like, meteors at you. That one was oh, difficult. That my, took me at least, yeah. like, 20 tries. And it takes so long to get there. Like, a good six yeah. minutes, maybe, of, like, real good dodging and everything. Yeah, so, I think there's, like, a, a, a the first boss, at least it's a first boss, is, like, a circular, which he was much easier than that volcano. I feel like the volcano was more of a boss than that actual boss fight. Yeah. Like, the, you just kinda the stood boss there afterwards just, you know, was, was nothing after that volcano part. It was just, like, shoot at a slightly bigger ship. Yeah, so, uh, you know, all I gotta say is that... I never got past that because you kind of do the same thing again, but there's, you know, more enemies, different areas. I kind of, it was like an asteroid field, I think it was, and I just, you know, I didn't get past that part. Yeah. It's a tough game. I think I need to put some more hours into that one, kind of master it, because it does feel, it, it is a very fluid and smooth game, I think. Now, we played more of a classic one. We, we went back to Kid Icarus. Now, Kid Icarus is something we've talked about on the show before, um... Mm-hmm. So what we did this time was a, a full run through it. We we know our roots in Kid Icarus, and we got our three treasures, so we went to that really cool part at the end. So just hopping off to Gradius into Kid Icarus, that part of Kid Icarus at the end always reminds me of of Gradius. Yeah, I mean, Kid Icarus, it's it's like vertical, ego going up and down. Yeah, and then you have that side-scrolling shooter part at the end. Yeah, which is it's really weird how... It's, it's honestly, the game is fair until you, it's one of those, you can't scroll downward. So once a platform has disappeared and you hit straight down, even though there's a platform right just below that, you know, screen, it still counts as like a death. So you lose a life. So that's, that is tough in that aspect. Cause it is pretty hard knowing that you can't really fall back down. Yeah. It's like rising lava without showing rising lava, I guess. If, if we were going to, yeah, I guess that's the best like way to that. put it. 
Um, so by the end, we have the three treasures. We go through our little shooting section, defeat Medusa. And yeah, I mean, Kid Icarus said something we always go back to. It's a classic. And I, if anything deserves a sequel, it's Kid Icarus. It's got some interesting, unique designs for its enemies. And it's a lot of fun. It is pretty good, yeah. I liked I enjoyed it at least. Hopefully they do make a sequel yeah. soon. Now, a few other quick bites. We played a little bit of Donkey Kong. And Junior. And 3. They're perfectly fine. I don't think either of the sequels captures the joy and, you know, whimsy of the first one. But that's just me. No. Yeah, we had to make our way to go to an arcade that actually had these machines available. Yeah. Because these are always the ones that everyone's, you know, around. They're playing at least the first one. And, and luckily we did. And, you know, it's these, these classics on there. They, they're they amazing. They're beloved. And, you know, I'm not great at it. But, you know, I could I could beat the first level, I think. <laughs> the first wave. I mean, I, I got into, like, the second wave. Because I, I, I guess they just repeat themselves. It gets honestly. harder. Yeah, they just get harder. But, yeah, the first one is great. The second one you play is Donkey Kong Jr. It's kind of like there's a little bit of, you know, grabbing vines and, like, using two to speed up and everything. But it's it's fine. The third one's weird. You're, the like, an exterminator almost, like a bug exterminator, and you're blasting Donkey Kong himself into beehives. I don't know. I wasn't really big on Something. the third one. <laughs> Bees are trying to get to the the flowers at the bottom, I guess. Something like that. Yeah. Anyhow, another thing, another big thing that we played was Metroid. A, an older one, but still very good. Mm-hmm. Now, I've played and beaten Metroid. I've, I've completely beaten that game. So, I had you play a copy of Metroid because you had never played it. And, so, yeah, what are your thoughts on, on Metroid? Alright, so my thoughts on Metroid is that it's it's a fun game. It's fun. But, there's a but, is that it is confusing. Because there's no map. Yeah, the layouts of things are, are interesting. Yeah, the layout is very weird. Some areas are even kind of hidden. Like, you have to use a, a, when you go to your ball form, I guess, and you use, like, a bomb to, like, explode, like, a platform below you to get to, like, the next area. It's one of those things where... It's like I said, you just you need a guide or something, something just to like know because you need to either have a guide on you or you need to write where you're going on a piece of paper and remember where you're yeah, at. Yeah, I, I feel like there's a few areas where you can get stuck, particularly before going to fight the second boss, which is that dragon called Ridley. Like, there's a part where you have to use a bomb in the ball form on the ground to get to where you need to go. Yeah it's it's weird it's a fun game but i don't know i've gotten lost pretty easy without even trying to get lost it's a good thing i was there to guide you down the right path but even in the guiding i was getting a little bit lost myself because it's been a few months since i've played it and i was like uh i think it's this door i think you go left i think you go right because there are parts where you know those disappearing and reappearing blocks that you shoot that's a really hard part you don't want to fall in those areas and have to go through you know some of that again so it's like you want to make sure you're doing mm-hmm. everything perfectly. Uh, it, it's a game I think that demands perfection, especially when you're dodging a lot of the, you know, projectiles that the that the brain boss shoots out at the very end. Then you have that classic 
uh, escape scene. And it, it gives you plenty of time, but the platforming is really precise in Metroid for that moment only. Whereas in the rest of the game, there's only a few parts where you really need to do like expert platforming, such as when you need to freeze enemies. Uh, the the terrain is it's a very isolated feeling game. The backgrounds are all black, but the terrain is very interesting and unique for an NES game. You've got bubbles, you've got little yeah. like vine things, you've got a mechanical thing at the end. Um, I'd say it's it's one of my my favorite NES games. It's very it's I like the power ups. I like how I like how your character Samus gets these power ups that just build upon one another. You start with the ball, then you get bombs for the ball. Eventually, you get a suit that helps you. You get the ice beam and all that good stuff. And I don't know if you were shocked by the ending to this game. It's just like what the year two thousand. Yeah, it's like two thousand one. Yeah, it's the year 2001. So, uh, I guess, I don't know, spoilers, anyone? Uh, Samus is a girl? That's real cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool because most of the time it's, you know, it's a male protagonist. I very rarely see any female protagonist, so it's pretty cool that it's a female. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe in the future, you know. Maybe this will be the norm by 2001. What if they make a game in 2001 and about Samus in the year, like... Or what if there's, like, a remake of it in 2001? Ooh. Like, they go back and re-release it. I don't know. I don't know how they would do that. You know, I would love to see a remake of this game once game graphics get, like, crazier. Although, I don't I don't know when we're going to reach Tron-level graphics. <laughs> that is true. I mean, that I movie's mean... incredible. Like, that's a movie, though. Look at the dollars that went into that. I don't know. We'll just have to, I guess, wait and see. I mean, it's almost the year, you know, it's almost the 90s. Yeah. It's 88, so we got a couple more years so we hit that. So I guess you got, like, 10, give it 10 more years. We'll see how games, you know, be in 10 yeah. years. All right. Now, real quick, you and me have also played a lot of Excite Bike in our day. There's not much to say about mm-hmm. it. It's a very simple and fun game. You do your you know, your wheelies, yeah. you hit your speed bumps, you get better times than the opponents. I'm a big fan of Excite Bike. I just it's it's one of those games that I it's find easy to pick up and play while I'm listening to like a new you know, like a new set or new record or something like that. Just put it on and play some Excite Bike. It really is a nice distraction. Yeah, it's it's fun. I, I enjoyed playing a site. Like it's most of these games are quote unquote repetitive, but I don't know. It's just fun to go around doing what you need to yeah. do. Uh, I I would hope they would make a sequel to this because it's pretty fun. Out like a two player mode. I know or it needs a two player like a, mode. A whole racetrack. <laughs> that would be so cool. Hopefully. <laughs> All right. Now we did play a game together. We played a full mm-hmm. game of Mighty Bomb Jack from Tecmo. <sighs> Mighty Bomb Jack. Oh, man. Yeah, Mighty Bomb Jack is like a... You jump real high in that. You can jump super high, almost like an entire screen's worth of like distance in the jump. And you go around collecting bombs. Enemies will spawn. There's like a UFO turtle thing. There's like a skeleton mummy. There are uh, birds that chase you around. Uh... And you just collect balloons, you go through levels, you exit through gates, and yeah, like mechanically, it's really good. It's it's fine. I, I, I like that you don't have to collect 
all the bombs in a previous like I guess going through level until you get to that one I guess they're boss levels where you have to collect all the bombs. Yeah, there's rooms that you get locked progress in. Forward. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're like boss rooms. You have to collect everything before you can proceed forward, so it's pretty alright. Uh kinda kinda too much enemies on the screen sometimes at once. Yeah. Not gonna lie. There's up to five, I think. And they're really like chasing you around. Like the the UFO turtle things especially, they'll chase you like it's it's wild how how much they'll chase you and how quick they are. I don't know. It, it's just, I I think I've, we've had to reset too many times because of how many enemies were just on screen. Yeah, too much, honestly, it, it it took a while for us to beat Mighty Bomb Jack, and I don't know if we would have beaten it if if you hadn't, you know, called somebody up on the phone who knew how to beat the last level, because we were stuck on oh, it that for. Purse. We were stuck for so long. You have to hit a. You have to jump on a certain platform, but it's right above like enemies, and it's just like all this stuff is just so so much. With yeah, it. and then you get into the room with all the chests, and then there's another hidden block hidden beneath all that with something that opens up the door, and then the real kick is after I, you know, after we finished it, I called another person I know up, and they said they were telling me, well, mine didn't end like that. I'm like, wait a second, what? And then then we found out that there was more than one ending to the game. And wait, there's multiple endings? Apparently, we missed some kind of crystal ball item when we played through okay. Mighty Bomb Jack. Okay, alright. Uh, I'm not going to replay the game. I don't know if you are, but I'm not going to. I might at some point, but I'm a little, I'm a little hooked on City Connection right now. Like I need to get past some more levels in that. It's it's my newest obsession, uh, City Connection. Okay. Now, before we wrap up here, we do have one more really intense game that you are really good at, and it's called Punch Out. So, I've gotten up. So I played the arcade back well, when it released, and it was like eighty. Three, I think it was. So you're already pro at this, right? <laughs> familiar. I'm familiar with Punch Out. Uh, so this is, I guess, it's the arcade, but with Mike Tyson as the final boss. Oh, okay, yeah, the NES version. Yeah, the heavyweight champ Mike Tyson. Uh, I guess they had a contract with him, so they made him the the you know final boss in Punch Out, which is pretty cool. Uh, getting maybe some sports people interested in games because it is a new concept that's coming back again that nes is a, a game system so we'll see but i've gotten to i believe second version piston honda uh, which yeah. is pretty difficult it gets pretty difficult i've gotten pretty close to the end but i can never beat mike tyson maybe i can get there someday uh bald bull always gave me some problems so i'm not looking forward to his second uh fight because i i know some people who who have I've seen him beating Punch Out. I I know uh, I, I've witnessed a few people beating Punch Out as well. I can't really do much against Glass Joe, and if I get lucky enough, I'm I'm down on the next round. It's weird, yeah, because once you get to like Bald Bull, apparently what I've heard is that Bald Bull can't be knocked out. He has to be TKO'd, or you win by decision. I guess if you survive long enough, but he has like a gimmick where his bull charge or something like, that. like you know how like 
King Hippo has his gimmick with like his belly. You have to hit him when his mouth is open and sure. his belly just like his pants fold down. So same kind of thing. You have to get him in the right spot at the right time. But I swear, there's people out there like, no, I've knocked out Bald Bull. I've never gone to knock out Bald Bull. I don't know if they're lying to me. I don't know if it's some type of rumor, but I've never gone to KO Bald Bull. I I I don't think he's beatable in that way. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, Punch Out is a notoriously hard game for me personally. I always get I always either dodge too early or don't dodge in time. And if I dodge too early, I end up getting hit by the next thing because I'm not holding a direction to dodge again. Uh, I lose all my stars without fail. <laughs> but I really appreciate what they're going for with it. I mean, it's honestly still a fun game. Uh, it's it's kind of weird because they add some... It's weird because my question was, why would they repeat certain characters when they can add characters that I think they left out from the arcade version? Mm. Maybe space limitations on the NES? I'm not too sure. Probably. I think someone told me, like, uh, Piss and Haunt honda's like body is just mike tyson basically think of piss and honda's body but with mike tyson's head on it and i guess that's the mike tyson fight do they have the same moveset i don't think so i think mike tyson knocks you in one punch oh just imagine that a character that knocks you out in one punch <laughs> oh that's that now that's that's uh, i don't think that could be possible though you can't just beat someone in one punch we'll see <laughs> Alright, well that's Punch-Out. Anyway, would you say we did a solid episode of Markers on the Map this week? Yeah, that should pretty much call for this week. Alright. Well, listeners of this great audio program, you could listen to us on an Apple device. Those are all the rage nowadays. Uh, Or on a search engine, if you look us up and find us. Or on a site that lets you listen to songs with a subscription, if you're so inclined. Or even Podbean. What is that? I don't know. It's Future Magics. So, it's like we always say. The real masters of the map was the powers we gained along the way. So we'll see you next time. Bye. Later. All right, Robert. Shall we get back to our own time? Uh, looking at the time watch. Uh, got a copy of of Mario sealed. Uh, I ordered this. I got an '80s Coca-Cola. Yeah, I think we're good to go. All right, we've cleared the time marker. Let's head back.